Welcome to the podcast, From Crisis to Connection. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'll be bringing the professional perspective. I'm Jody Stewart, unlicensed wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and neighbor, and I'll be bringing the regular everyday perspective. We are all about relationship recovery, and we'll tackle tough topics like infidelity, abuse, addiction, pornography, and betrayal trauma. We also focus on helping you build stronger connections in your most important relationships. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome back, everybody. It's good to be with you once again. Yeah, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Before we dive in, we also want to let you know about a free course called the First Steps to Rebuilding Trust, which is a video course that I developed to help couples heal from the impact of betrayal. It's got several videos that teach you what to do in the first stages of broken trust and has resources for the betrayed partner, the person who broke the trust, as well as the couple. And it's a great foundational overview to help you get started. You can download that for free right now by clicking the link in the show notes and we'll send it right to you. So Jody, we're going to talk about anger today. Yeah. Yeah. We are going to talk about that primarily from the perspective of the betrayed partner. Yeah. Because that's, it's a difficult topic Mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons, really. Anger is an extremely intense emotion in our culture, in media, what women are not rein, very reinforced in their in any kind of healthy expression of it. And there aren't many healthy expressions of anger, but most of the expressions at all that we see and that are reinforced culturally are for men. Yeah. And they tend toward violence, but that's an outlet that's acceptable and that we all feel that tend to feel comfortable with. But yeah, when a woman's angry, it's like, okay, whoa, something's really wrong here, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's almost like, I remember one time you were looking up stock images. Yeah, I love this example. (laughs) For women, why don't you explain it? Yeah, you were looking up stock images, like looking up, you typed in, I think, angry woman. Angry woman, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, Jamie and I did this when, Uh when we were podcasting together, my sister. And if you do a Google search for angry man, you will see authentic expressions, even just the look on the face of anger all over the place, like many, many accurate portrayals of anger just as a facial expression for men. But for women, they're almost comical or like caricatures. Yeah. Like women with their hair standing on end or steam coming out of their ears or holding weapons. Like they're just there were very few images of, and if you dig, you can find them, but of an accurate facial expression of anger. I mean, I felt anger. I know what my face looks like. I've passed by a mirror when I've been angry. I know what anger looks like on a face. I've seen it in other people. Sure. So what did that mean to you? Like when you saw those stock images, when you had that experience, what was the meaning of all that for you? You know, for me, yeah, it was so terribly dismissive. Oh, yeah. I just felt like this is, I mean, I felt angry about it, really, for being (laughs) honest. steam come out of your ears? just it. Like, it's not an emotion that I want to, well, what's the word I'm thinking of, that I really want to nurture. Oh, yeah. But just to have it reflected back to me that it's not something, maybe that it's not something that I'm capable of or almost that I'm not, this is it. It's that I'm not taken seriously. That's really what it comes right. down to is that 
Anger is just one of the many emotions that we will feel a variety of times throughout life that women do and that men do. Mm -hmm. But to be told by my culture, yeah, 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 whatever. Or like, oh, wow, she's angry. Like, it's just like this big surprising thing or let's, let's, you know. Yeah, tamp that down. You're out of control. Yeah. That is not helpful at all, especially, especially when something really terrible has happened and I feel very hurt and angry about it. Then I'm all twisted up inside my own head about that. I can't even acknowledge to myself. I'm angry about this Mm -hmm. because everybody else has told me that I'm, that it's so impossible when I'm angry. Right. It's like almost like so cartoonish, like it's so exaggerated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or not real Mm -hmm. or not to be taken seriously. So then it just makes, and anger is a part, a piece of this process. It is one of the steps of the grief cycle. Mm -hmm. So anger is going to be a part of things. And that just makes it really hard to work with. So yeah, I mean, starting- Which is the initial problem. Right. So like even just starting out, like you're saying a lot of women automatically are- in conflict internally about their own anger because yes. because there's it's not taken seriously. Like I said, it's dismissed, it's exaggerated, it's cartoonish, mm-hmm. it's discouraged, all those messages. So even just like, it's either I have to like not be angry or be a raging lunatic. Well, which is what we're pushed to. Mm-hmm. Those are really the options that we end up with is keep it, tamp it down because you're not going to be taken seriously. And we know when we see it, it's going to be out of control. Or start breaking windshields. uh Uh-huh. And so then if we do that, Mm -hmm. then it's going to come out. It's going to show up and it might, it will more likely be raging at that point. Yeah. Because we don't mm -hmm. have a way to say to somebody, I need a break from this conversation because I'm really angry about what happened. And I'm going to take some time to sort that out and let that be okay. Right. Right. Because we're not supposed to be angry. Right. It's like, what are we supposed to do with that? That's like so direct, right? Like assertiveness Uh and these kinds of things are really like missing in a lot of cases from conversations with women, especially women who have been betrayed. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times it's like, they're not supposed to feel that intense of an emotion or again, it gets neglected and then they end up just raging Mm -hmm. and then feel like now I really can't express that because look how bad that got. Well, right. That's just, yeah, that's the the irony of it. Yeah, it it reinforces. See how out of control you get. You shouldn't be angry and you're bad for that. Women can feel a lot of guilt. I mean, it can be messy also because anger might, especially in these situations where we feel so, so hurt, so vulnerable, anger might, explosions of anger might help us get what we really want on the surface, but then we're wound up with guilt. We hurt people in the anger when it's out of control. We cause others problems. We magnify our own problems. And I think sometimes it can also set in motion a pattern that is hard to sustain, which is the only way I'll get heard is if I have to raise it to this intensity. Oh yeah. And so it just becomes a new dance. Of like, uh-huh. or I can't back off from the intensity. They won't take me seriously. Oh, I believed that for years. Yeah. For years with children, with you, I genuinely believed I won't get hurt unless I get angry. Mm-hmm. And when I got angry, everybody appeared to listen. Right, right. And things on the surface. So it was, there was some kind of a like positive reward yeah. for bad behavior, but it wasn't really, it wasn't really what I was looking for. Well, no, you don't trust it. 
no. And I didn't trust myself. And I often wrestled with the guilt that I felt because I couldn't feel good about myself after unloading Mm -hmm. on the people that I love in ways that were like disrespectful and demeaning. Right. And yet at the same time, I did know it was important for me to be heard. (laughs) So it was just, just a mess. Yeah. So really we're inviting, you know, our listener, we're inviting women to say like, you know, these two options aren't your only options. Exactly. And they're usually both options that will make you feel worse and not get you to where you want to go mm-hmm. individually or relationally. And so let's set those aside as as options at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might happen because we're human, yeah. but let's see if we can work it somewhere in the middle, which is about still being able to feel what we feel. Right. Right. Which is the, the bringing that top end, that intensity, the rage in a little bit. Yeah. And then not saying anything, let's yeah. bring that in just a little bit and saying like, well, let's be careful at how we say it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Let's, let's pull exactly. in those two and have yeah. them meet each other. Yeah. So begin, like you said, begin with just a non-judgmental acceptance that anger is going to be a feeling that I feel. Mm-hmm. It's going to come up and I don't have to play with it and let it grow, but it is something that's going to come up mm-hmm. and there are healthy ways to handle it. Oftentimes responding in anger is not the best thing to do. Like in that moment. Yeah. 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 But giving yourself permission to feel anger and just recognizing that it's a normal part of every human experience can be really freeing. Yeah. That, you know, we, it kind of lets us out of the straight jacket a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then also a recognition that anger is, can be a signal to us. And so when we feel anger, where we can go with it is just looking at where do we perceive an injustice. Mm. That's when we feel anger is when there's a perceived injustice. Right. And so we can use it as a tool without nurturing it or harboring it or trying to stuff it. We can just let it be what it is, a really strong emotion. And it's like a wave. It comes and it comes in, can come in really strong, but it then it also can dissipate. And for everybody, that time period can be different Mm -hmm. and there can be different intensities, but we can work through the wave by paying attention to the context around it Mm -hmm. and where we perceive an injustice and what's worth bringing up and what's not and what is just responding in anger or trying to make somebody else feel bad because we feel hurt. So that's all part of the, the sorting process that needs to happen. So that then we can do the healthy thing, which is to have a boundary that we can feel good about. And some, not everything we feel angry about needs to go somewhere. So especially for women who don't have a regular habit of speaking up for themselves, asking for what they need, it might seem like every time I feel angry, I need to make this an issue. And there's room for that. There's room to as you're practicing using your voice around important things, there's going to be some ebb and flow about as you learn, as you dial in, sometimes maybe expressing too much or making an issue about too much, and then balance that with not saying, not bringing things up when you need to. That's a bit of a process. Right. But you can dial in an ability to say what you need to say and have important conversations so you don't have to live with the threat of either just 
being stifled by the overwhelming anger that you're stuffing or by exploding mm-hmm. and leaking it all over everybody in harmful ways. Yeah, no, I love that. And I, I think what I'm hearing too is that there's, you know, there's definitely room to sort through what your anger is telling you. Yes. And you should really be thinking about what does this mean? What do I need to act on? What's it asking me to do? Moving toward some sort of clarity and resolution. Mm-hmm. But that's different than just holding it aside and, and denying that you feel angry or trying to just ignore it and make it go away and just, you know, or internally not saying anything, but giving it just all this meaning and building it up. Mm-hmm. The internal work is really about learning from it. Yeah, Which starts exactly. with like an acceptance that I feel this and it's okay. So what's it telling me? What's it telling me, right? Versus don't feel this or I know exactly what this means and you're internally just getting revved up. Mm-hmm. And there may be a little bit of both as you're trying to work through it, but ultimately the goal is to use that as a way to improve a situation or speak up about something. Or like you said, it doesn't always need to necessarily go there. You might feel that anger and then just decide, you know what? I'm just going to let that one go. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe you've worked through it. It's kind of run its arc, you know? Mm-hmm. But coming in contact with it and doing that work, internal work, is really allows you to move through it. And I guess you could say just let it go. Yeah. If you want to call it that. Or, yeah. You know, whether that's let it go in the sense of I'm going to address it so I can resolve it or handle it internally and yeah. be done with it. Yeah. Well, and the tricky thing here is that most of the time when we feel anger, we want somebody else to do something about it or to change That's something so or to show up differently. But anger is really a personal problem. It is my perceived injustice and it's mine to navigate and sort out. And something might believe that something needs to change, but ultimately what needs to change is my response to something, my willingness to bring something up, my willingness to say that I've reached a limit and that this a certain line can't be crossed anymore. Mm-hmm. So all it means is that, well, because ultimately we can't hinge our personal emotional state or state of peace at all on somebody else's behavior. Mm-hmm. And so if my spouse is uh, spending time with another woman and I'm aware of that and I need to put some boundaries in place and have him not come home and sleep in our home for a while. I can't control what he does outside of the home, but the anger that I feel and the hurt that I feel at that perceived injustice, I need to do something. I'm the one who needs to do something about it. Yeah. It reminds me of Dr. Jill Manning talks about with when she's guiding women with a who are trying to deal with betrayal issues, she says, you know, you can always add something, you can always take something away, or you can change something. Sure. But those are things you can do in response to this. And so like your example, even if let's say, and I've seen this happen with couples in my practice where the wife will say like, I don't want you sleeping in the bedroom Mm -hmm. tonight. I feel really unsafe. I don't like where this is going. I don't feel comfortable. And he might be like, well, it's my bedroom too. And I'm sleeping in there. You can't make me right. So she's not going to like manhandle her husband to get him out of the bed. I mean, that's not going to happen. Right. So she has a choice. She can lay there and just be angry and hurt and feel betrayed and lay next to him and just be like, I'm so powerless. Yeah. Or she can go. Okay. Get a hotel. Yep. 
She if can you're going to stay, I need to go because, because I can't sleep next to you. Right. And it's all information, right? It's all information for her that will clearly help her make a more clear decision about where the state of her relationship is. If her husband continues to disregard and not care about her experience and her feelings, the anger that comes up from those things mm -hmm. will be more information. Yeah. Yeah. It'll just keep. So the anger is useful in the sense that it keeps pointing out more injustices, things that are not right. And that becomes information to act on. Mm -hmm. And when you act on it, the anger has served its purpose. Mm -hmm. It's given you the information that you need and you don't, I mean, you, you will still feel hurt and confused and maybe some anger, but not to the same degree when you do what you need to do, when you act on the signal that you're getting. Well, if anything, it allows you to feel the other emotions that are usually driving underneath that. Oh yeah. The sadness, the, the loss, mm -hmm. the jealousy, the fear, you know, just all the other emotions that need to be identified and talked about and worked through and, and acknowledged where when anger is trying to get our attention, a lot of the times those other ones are harder to access. Yeah. But I love that. As soon as it's served its purpose, it really to hold on to it and keep like chewing on it and trying to like, that's, it's really outlived its usefulness at that point, mm -hmm. unless there's something else there that it's telling you to do, but that should sure. hopefully become clear. Sure. But it really can be very hopeful because we, we don't have to worry that we'll just have to stay angry because that guy over there isn't going to change the way we need him to change. Right. Because it, it just removes him from any kind of responsibility for what we're feeling mm -hmm. and what we're sorting through. So we've covered a lot of ground here. Yes. What, are, what are some takeaways for you as you're talking to, to women who are, as women, culturally trying to make sense of how they experience it and process it and deal with anger? What are some takeaways that you'd want them to know? based on this conversation? First of all, if you're not there yet, maybe just begin by practicing acceptance that you will feel anger with the understanding that you don't have to, to nurture it. You don't have to judge it. You don't have to. It just is something that's going to come up mm -hmm. because it's part of the human experience. It comes up for everybody. Like you don't have to run away from it or run toward it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's just something that comes up mm -hmm. and that it can be a useful tool and it's okay to look at it because you can't look at it unless you feel comfortable with the fact that it's going to be a part of things for right. you. But once you can accept that and have a willingness to look, then you can learn from the signal. Mm -hmm. And then throughout the process, just be really gentle with yourself. Because depending on what your habits have been, you'll default toward either not saying enough, not bringing up important things, or saying too much and saying it too loud and being too destructive with it. But you can incrementally improve and live a life that's not encumbered by it. Mm -hmm. While sometimes it'll show up. Mm -hmm. I love that. There's a grace, there's a, mm -hmm. there's permission to work with it and learn how it shows up in you and what it's asking you to do and how you want to represent that and show up and talk about it. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of trial and error. It is a lot of trial and error. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's kind of what I mean by be gentle with yourself mm -hmm. about it, that if you err too much on either side, you can just own it because yeah. you're a human being. Yeah. I'm sorry I went too far. I'm still working on that. I'm going to dial it back. Or I'm sorry I didn't go far enough and I need to bring something up. 
Yes. Right. Absolutely. Because I mean, people come from different family systems where they yeah. were anger or lack or, you know, anger was modeled, managing anger was modeled in different ways. Some yeah. women grew up in homes where it was scary and overwhelming and it was just raging all the time. And mm-hmm. others, it was- They may um, have never seen it. There's never, they never saw any anger. At or maybe they felt it was openly. there, but didn't, yeah. yeah. Or there were rules about what you do with your anger. I find at least, I mean, it's probably a, a skewed sample because of the people that come seek counseling. Most of the people that I've talked to over my career, very few grew up in homes where anger was expressed in a healthy way. It's just, I think it's yeah. more unusual yeah. that way. But again, I'm, I'm working with people who are trying to figure this out. So a lot of them probably didn't have good models, but but you can have good models. You can create good models in your home for your family mm-hmm. as you give yourself permission to work through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. So yeah, we'll probably talk about this topic some more. Yeah, we will. Down There's the a road. lot there. There's a lot to talk about with this, and we definitely want to uh, thank you for listening and being a part of yeah. this today. Yeah, we appreciate you being here with us. Yep, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. 